with so many podcasts out there, shows can get lost in the shuffle. That's why we implore you to check out Too Many Captains. You can find us at a moviepodcast.com. Five unique takes on Hollywood movies and culture. Find us on Twitter at It's a Film Podcast. Check our intellectual deep dives into theatrical films. Find us on Instagram at Too Many Captains Productions. Unique takes on soundtracks. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Too Many Captains Productions. Find us at a moviepodcast.com on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. And now, here comes a new episode of Collateral Cinema. I'm Bo Maddox. And I'm Ashley Chancellor. And this is Collateral Cinema with Collateral Gaming. Welcome to Collateral Cinema, the only movie podcast that matters, where we focus on good movies, bad movies, and everything else in the world of cinema. We are podcasting straight from somewhere in South Texas, and yes, my friends, we are a 420-friendly podcast, so whatever you have, smoke it if you've got it. And welcome to Mario Land. (laughs) Hell yeah! I, uh, this is our next uh, Collateral Cinema, Collateral Gaming collab. Uh, we've had actually quite a few of those lately. And uh, we just absolutely had to cover the Mario movie. In fact, we've been planning to do it since, well, like last year, I think, whenever the release date for this was announced. But, uh, you know, just uh, in terms of me moving out here to Houston and uh, a lot of like, growing pains with that and scheduling conflicts. It took us this long <laughs> to finally get to it, but it's okay. Um, it's still yeah, pretty we, relevant, we I actu- feel. Yeah, we actually watched the movie before you actually left, right? Yeah, yeah, we did watch it together before I left. And you know what's funny is, you know, uh, we tried to record this episode so many times. <laughs> This episode proved to be just a little bit cursed, you know? <laughs> yeah, no kidding, bro. Um, but it, it, we're here. It's happening. Uh, Bo and I are recording separately for the first time in quite a while uh, since uh, COVID, I think. Yeah, since the pandemic hit. I mean, uh, and we really, uh, we really only did that for a little while until we got our vaccines, so... I mean, it was just a, just just a one weird little period where we just had to, you know, socially distance just like everyone else. But this time around, it's just a matter of Ash is four hours away now. So, yeah, exactly. But uh, not to worry. We all uh, we've got it figured out. I've got Wi-Fi. I've got equipment. Um, and uh, we're gonna continue to deliver content. I mean, Collateral Gaming has been going virtual for. Uh, 
well over two years, I think. So <laughs> uh, it's we're no yeah, stranger I mean, to it. Yeah, I mean, y'all seem to do fine with it. So I mean, yeah, this is just how we're yeah. gonna have to do things for now. But anyway, yeah, the movie that Ash actually chose was uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie. This is uh, brought to us by Illumination Studios. Yeah, so uh, this felt somewhat controversial uh, as more and more news about it started coming out. I mean, first of all, Illumination, the group behind the Minions, Despicable Me, which, I mean, some of their films are pretty good. Uh, and some of them are very much, you know, just kind of the uh, corporate bane of the Hollywood culture. Um, but, I mean, I, I think I like the Despicable Me movies, at least. They're okay. The Minions are obviously uh, the subject of uh, single moms on Facebook, but they're, they're, <laughs> uh, they're, they're okay. But, yeah, it was kind of a interesting uh, news when we first found out about it because, I mean, we haven't had a Nintendo movie since the first Super Mario Brothers movie, right? No, and we did an episode on that particular movie, which is now kind of being seen as kind of a standalone, you know, example of a 90s cyberpunk now. So I think it's kind of come around and uh, got its own identity in a way. Yeah, 100%. I mean, actually, our review of that was... Uh was actually pretty good. I mean, we, we actually enjoyed it. We didn't consider it a bad movie episode because, I mean, it's just kind of its own thing that doesn't really have much to do with the games, but it has its own identity. And it's funny that even some aspects of that movie made their way into this one. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it pretty much has the same conceit as the first movie in that uh, Mario and Luigi, they're pretty much... Uh, uh, going uh, underneath Brooklyn to uh, solve some type of issue with the plumbing, and they find a uh, a dimensional portal to the Mushroom Kingdom. So it, it's it's practically the same uh, script, note for note, in that uh, respect. But needless to say, I mean, since this is working with a an animated medium and whatnot, there was a lot more that they could really do with uh, the characters and with the world than they were able to do with live action. And even though the Mushroom Kingdom and the live action movie is so memorable, I mean, l like you said, we, we did not consider that a bad movie. And I still to this day feel like, I mean, it's actually a great, like, like I said, great sci-fi cyberpunk movie that just happens to kind of have the veneer of the Mario Brothers over it, which... Incidentally, it's kind of like the second game in a way, which is literally Doki Doki Panic. And it's uh, and it has incidentally, it's very much like the second Super Mario game, which was pretty much a reskin of Doki Doki Panic. So it kind of feels just right that this would be a reskin of the reskin a little bit. Right. In a lot of ways. Yeah, it's actually really funny that you mentioned that. So, I mean, obviously, a lot of parallels with that first movie, oddly enough, um, with, you know, Mario and Luigi going uh, underneath the uh, underneath Brooklyn and uh, to fix some plumbing and they find a warp pipe to the Mushroom Kingdom. Um, but other than that, I mean, it also just has its own identity and Nintendo seems to be much more involved this time. 
So uh, adding to the controversy, of course, that it was Illumination that was working with uh, Nintendo on this, uh, we also had uh, Chris Pratt in the role of Mario, and it was announced early on that he wouldn't be doing the Italian accent. Uh, thus bringing us to uh, another similarity to the movie and to the original uh, Super Mario Brothers Super Show, uh, which is that they're, you know, they're straight up from Brooklyn and they have uh, pseudo-Brooklyn accents anyway. I mean, Charlie Day actually is from New York. Uh, and Chris Pratt, I feel like he's, he's kind of going for that subtle Brooklyn accent. Well, it even uh, works with that whole reference to the Super Mario Brothers show theme song and everything. I mean, yes. I, I don't know if that was the original audio or not, but if that was uh, Day and Pratt, I mean, it was actually pretty close to uh, Lou Albano and friends. So, I mean, I, I would say that Chris Pratt, he did just fine as uh, Mario, but I will say that Charlie Day gave the better performance as Luigi very much like the, f but in the first movie, I mean, you had great performances by both Bob Coskins and uh, John Leguizamo. So th this time, I think that there's a little bit of a mismatch in the performance between the two characters. I, I feel Luigi is a little more breakout in, in spite of the fact that there's not a whole lot that he, he's given to do in this movie, but... Honestly, yeah. I, I think that just performance-wise, Charlie Day really nailed Luigi. Oh, 100%. Uh, yeah, he was one of the standout performances. Just, I wish there was a little bit more of him, and I'd love to see what they do in the sequel. If they kind of give him more of a uh, spotlight to Luigi, that would be great. But like you said, I mean, Chris Pratt was fine. I mean, I kind of didn't even see him as Chris Pratt, I mean, which was what a lot of people were afraid of, I think. Um, I just kind of got, you know, invested into this Mario character, this version of Mario. Um, and it helped that they had so many little references peppered throughout the movie um, to uh, not just Mario, but uh, Luigi's Mansion, uh, to the uh, Donkey Kong games, of course. There's a whole subplot with the Kongs, which we'll get into, um, to uh, various other Nintendo video games. I mean, Mario is playing uh, Kid Icarus or something, isn't he? Which kind of poses some interesting existential questions about the <laughs> Mario Brothers and Nintendo in this universe. It's like, okay, so Nintendo verifiably exists in this world. And they're playing Kid Icarus. I think there's even references to Star Fox somewhere along the line or something like that. And it's like, yeah, uh, okay, there's the, well, what the ship came first here? Uh, yeah. Yeah, they have the Star Fox ship on top of the uh, on top of the TV. Mm hmm. Yep. And I thought that. I and, thought and that, is was, it that, maybe, was, that was pretty it, cool. Don't and for, forgive me if I'm wrong, but didn't uh, they also have maybe Link's shield up on the wall somewhere? I think you're right. I think there was there was something like that. Uh, and there's a diner, I, I think, called Punch Out. And uh, just all these little yeah. references, I mean, from the very first minute of the movie, uh, including a performance by the uh, esteemed Charles Martinet, the original voice of Mario. Uh, and I remember it being announced that, you know, early on that he was going to appear in the movie. And he appears in it as more than one character, which is nice. He even has a uh, prominent role in the background characters of uh, Mario and Luigi's family as uh, their dad. You know, he, he's their dad. Yeah. And he's, he's also the little uh, 
the little proto Mario dude that goes goes ha ha and that and whatnot, you know, in the diner. So we got it. What we got in that little commercial that does the uh, Super Show rap. Uh, we got uh, uh, Pratt and Day's best uh, uh, Mario and Luigi voices, which weren't bad. <laughs> it was gr- great to actually uh, hear. Uh, Charles, th- that classic uh, Charles Martinet uh, Mario line, you know, <laughs> that was important. That then that had that had to be in the movie, um, as well as the other cast members. Uh, Jack Black, of course, <laughs> probably the best performance. I mean, him and Charlie Day, I think, are the, are the breakouts for me. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, Bowser was just everything that you would think the character. W- actually is and more you know and in the end he's just a massive simp for peach you know that that's all that he is he's he's a princess peach simp and he has this delusion that he's going to be able to marry her peaches 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 i mean man i'm so glad that we got jack yeah, that they utilized. It's his, so great uh, that it's so great that we got a uh, musical performance from Jack Black. I mean, utilizing his talents there, of course. Yeah, exactly. I mean, back with his uh, background with Tenacious D and whatnot. I mean, it was just almost obligatory, along with uh, Seth Rogen doing his stupid laugh. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, he's a, he's a total bro version of Donkey Kong that we always knew that we wanted, you know, that, that we always knew that he was. Yeah, and uh, apparently, I think, I think it was like, I think it was his idea to include the uh, Donkey Kong rap, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, th- it was great to have the Donkey Kong rap there. We had to have that. And also, you even get to see some of the characters from uh, the games and from uh, even uh, Donkey Kong 64. Like, like of course, we see uh, Diddy and Trixie Kong, which is, which is really great. You know, like, like and even a reference like, yeah, especially you, Diddy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Cranky Kong, of course, who plays uh, uh, a fairly prominent role even. Uh, the original Donkey Kong, you might say, uh, references to the original Donkey Kong, of course, during the the Mario versus Kong fight, which is which is cool. Um, I, and I like, you know, how they even reference the way that the uh, original games used power ups, you know, and, and how they still use them today. You know, with uh, Mario being a, a pretty short person in stature. By the way, that's. That's canon in the games as well. In uh, Super Mario Odyssey, he's about half the height of the other uh, of the uh, new Donk Cityers. So yeah, he, as far as yeah, I'm he aware, is, Mario he's always being short as canon. Yeah, he's always been a shorty. He grows twice in size when whenever he eats a mushroom, and like that's that's part of the game, and I love how that works, and it kind of actually explains that a little bit even. <laughs> Yeah, and it's really notable that this game absolutely captures the way that a Mario game feels and how 
and, and all the little idiosyncrasies of, of uh, Mario levels and whatnot. I mean, they pretty much nailed it perfectly, kind, kind of in the same way how uh, Takashi Miike's Phoenix Wright movie really nailed the gameplay of that particular series. And, and, and it's great that we're starting to see uh, video game movies really incorporate the gameplay from the source material into the story like that, especially with the action sequences. I mean, shit, I'm watching, I have the movie Bound in the background here, and uh, I'm watching the part where uh, uh, the dry bones comes after Luigi. Don't ask me how I'm watching this movie right now, by the way. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. The, uh, the, but the dry bones coming to life after getting uh, thrown into bits, and I mean, even you were commenting on that. You're like, I hate it when they do that. <laughs> Oh, I hate that shit. I hate the dry bones. They're such such annoying enemies. The only way to really take care of them is to just hit them with a shell, you know? Yeah, exactly. So um, I, I, I do uh, love how, like you said, even just the small little uh, eccentricities of the games and their levels coming through. Um, and then uh, more than one, uh, like, side-scroller level recreation shot in the movie which i mean there's that one that's looks that's really cool in brooklyn that we see where mario is just kind of like uh hopping over to uh a job uh with luigi in tow and then of course you know the training montage later with the the uh level setup yeah as it turns out as it turns out mario is really good at parkour so i mean that that kind of explains his agility and whatnot in in universe and, and yeah, that, that recreation uh, of the side-scrolling level, it, it, it almost felt like uh, like it, it was uh, aping like the first level of uh, Super Mario World, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I love how uh, Peach is actually even better at the whole parkour thing and apparently got it on the first uh, try. Um, and and uh, I love how they even do like the little like float animation. I remember we were talk we were watching the movie. And uh, I mentioned that I was like her special ability in Super Mario Brothers 2 and then it carries over into the Smash games and other games is is that she can hover. And then and then she did the little hover thing. And I was like, that was cool. <laughs> yeah. Once again, they're, they're bringing in all just the little idiosyncrasies of the gameplay and just peppering it all throughout this movie. And that's. And I think that's admirable, and I like the way that uh, video game movies are kind of making that a trend. You know, like even in the even in the yeah. last Mortal Kombat movie, we started to get more uh, more references to the gameplay in in that movie even. So, yeah, and uh, Anna Taylor Joy was great as Peach. By the way, I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah, she's pretty good. Obviously, I think you know, like I said, Charlie Day and Jack Black are the ones that stand out. But Seth Rogen, Chris Pratt, and Anna Taylor Joy all give pretty good performances. And, uh, and that helps, you know, as that not only are all the performances good, but uh, the animation is honestly top tier. So, I mean, like the execution on this was as, as, as good as you could hope for from a video game movie. And it's pretty well written to boot, at least in my opinion. It is well written, although I will say that the actual the actual screenplay has some issues with pacing, kind of, because it really feels like it was just like I mean this this movie was only an hour and thirty minutes, which is in, in this day and age is practically refreshing, but 
that also means that it necessitated that, you know, everything just had to happen rapidly, you know, bam, bam, bam. It's like, before we know it, we're uh, in Donkey Kong land before we know it, then we're on rainbow road. It's like, and, and we're int- the way that we're introduced to Bowser is even kind of has that beat to it. So yeah, th- there's some pacing issues with it, you know? So, so I can see where some critics can kind of, kind of notice that and point it out. I will agree that it does feel a little bit fast. And sometimes, you know, we kind of just hurry to the next thing. But at the end of the day, I think I'm glad that it's short and sweet. And I think I'm glad that they decided to play it safe this time. Because, you know, they definitely have room to kind of experiment in the sequels. But, um, you know, just kind of focusing on delivering, and in my opinion, a quality experience. Like you said, I mean, there are some things I felt like we could have gotten a little bit more of. But... um, the movie being as succinct as it is also works to its advantage. I also think that they should have done more with Luigi. They, they should have done I, more with him because Charlie, Charlie Day was just giving his all into that performance. So yeah. I kind of wish that they would have found a way to get him back to Mario a little earlier in the movie so that they could go kind of have a, have their own little uh, character arc with each other. You know, I, I too, I, I was I, about to say that too, because like, yeah. I, I agree. If, if there was anything they could have added to the runtime of this movie, more time with Luigi and kind of letting him be a little bit of a hero. I mean, I know that obviously they're setting up for, you know, the brothers to team up at the end. And that's not so much a spoiler. I think we all know that that's how it's heading at the very end of the movie. So yeah, you know, building yeah. up to that a little but, bit more would be nice. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like we should have had a deeper uh, story arc with uh, the two brothers, you know? I mean, especially when we're talking about, you know, Mario's motivations in this movie, how he, he feels very inadequate uh, in, in uh, Brooklyn and whatnot. And he has to face those inadequacies. I kind of feel like that would have been a little better earned if it would have incorporated the relationship between Mario and Luigi a little better. Yeah, because, I mean, it is the Super Mario Brothers movie, isn't it? And I feel like you don't get a whole lot of them being brothers, but then they're kind of going for that uh, brothers apart kind of thing too, which is cool. Um, I just, I I would like to see some more brothers action in in the sequel, I suppose. Um, It is cool on on a related note that our four main characters are the uh, cast of Super Mario Brothers 2, right? Yeah, pretty much. The, yeah, Toad, Mario, Luigi, and uh, Peach. Yeah. Yeah. And you have uh, Key from Key and Peele, uh, Keegan-Michael Key doing Toad, and, and he's pretty good, too. I mean, obviously, I think he does that, like, cutesy Toad uh, voice pretty well and actually is his own character that, you know, distinct, distinguishes himself from the other Toads, right? Exactly. I mean, Toad as a character has always been kind of hit or miss for me. I mean, in some of the games, he's a little annoying, I feel, but in other games, he's kind of kind of okay. But here, like, he really gave him a, uh, a little more of an identity that I can kind of gel with, you know? I agree. You know, it's funny, um, in uh, New Super Mario Brothers Wii, you actually have, uh, and I think at New Super Mario Brothers U as well, if I'm not mistaken, 
Uh, the four characters are Mario, Luigi, and Blue and Yellow Toad. And I used to always get pissed off because Dakota and my sister Christian um, always used to want to pick the Toads. And I was like, they're the most boring characters. Why do you want to be the Toads? Hmm. Um, you know, and like for me, like I'm a Luigi guy, but if you're player one, you had to be Mario actually. <laughs> oh, of course you, you're always Mario. If you're player one, that, that's just kind of tradition with Mario. But yeah, I've always actually been a Luigi guy. So I think that's why, that's why I agree with you that I would have loved to see a little bit more Luigi in this movie, but we did get a, a good little like Luigi's mansion reference, which was cool. Yeah, that was really cool. And I, I think that if they make a sequel, they should lean into the uh, Luigi's Mansion thing a little bit, you know? May, maybe even uh, make Luigi a little more the focal point of the, the first part of the story. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, make Luigi a bigger focal point of the story and also bring in Wario and Waluigi. Oh, hell yeah. They, they need to be involved in the story somehow. And also bring in the, the haunted houses from Super Mario World. We've got to have uh, we got to have Boo up in this uh, motherfucker. I mean, I come on. We, uh, we did at least get a King Boo. Uh, and uh, King Babam as well. That that was that was pretty cool. But yeah, yeah, yeah. bringing the booze. Yeah, they, they they were just they they were background characters at uh, Bowser's wedding though. Yeah, I, I think yeah, uh, King Bomb and and, and uh, King Boo. They both need to have uh, more prominent roles. So. <laughs> 
definitely. But 100%, I think the antagonists of the next movie should be Wario and Waluigi, um, which I, I think is really the best way to go with it because they went for the slightly more sympathetic, lovable Bowser in this one, which is cool. The, the Bowser that we get in like the Mario RPGs, that, that's a little bit more, uh, you know, he's a villain. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I mean, here, he's just a simp. Uh, and then in the RPG games, he's kind of played for laughs a little bit. And then so sometimes as a protagonist slash anti-hero. Um, so it would be cool if they kind of like kind of leaned into that more with the second movie with him just kind of doing his own thing. Um, but not being the main antagonist and having Wario and Luigi. And I'm telling you, Danny DeVito better be Wario or, or we riot. Danny DeVito and, and John Leguizamo as Waluigi. I agree. That was my idea. And I think that, that we that, just bring it full circle. I would also accept Willem Dafoe. I saw an internet casting and I was like, that, that I could go for it. But no, I think John Leguizamo is the perfect yeah. choice. Just because, uh, you know, it just kind of brings it full circle. Although he did, uh, he did uh, show up in, on the, the web because uh, he criticized the movie for not having enough uh, Latino actors or something. Oh, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's a little bit weird. I mean, because like the Mario Brothers are Italian, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but they're brooklyn italian in this one i mean they're not like they're not it's a me they're they're a little more like grounded you know like like bobby bruschotti our homeboy <laughs> his people our homeboy robert ortegon uh, i guess uh, that's his nickname or whatever <laughs> yeah robert ortegon is his nickname yeah, bobby bruschotti yeah. is his real name damn god damn that's right I think we need to do a uh, Scream 6 review with Robert. What do you think? We do. I think we I think we still need to do like our like uh whole uh like franchise review of the, of the, of the Scream series, you know? Because I mean, we took the time to watch all of the movies anyway. Yeah, definitely. That should be a good little uh summer episode that we can release. Yeah, like a director's cut, you know. Yeah. Or something. But anyway, the, the Super Mario Brothers movie, I was actually genuinely surprised. It was, um, it, it was actually really good. You know, I, obviously, I don't think it's like genius storytelling or anything, but for a video game movie, I, it, it's, it's surprisingly well done. Um, wouldn't have expected the movie to be as good as it was, you know, just knowing it was you know, from the team at Illumination and uh, Chris Pratt was in the title role. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And, and let me tell you, I mean, I had a blast watching the movie. I mean, even in spite of the pacing issues, I mean, like I said, it was nice to just have a 90 minute movie for a change. I mean, there's this weird trend where, even big blockbuster movies, they have to be like over two and a half hours long. And it's like, I don't know. I just like, I, I just like a nice little compact story every now and again, you know? Right. You know, and that's kind of what I was saying earlier. Um, I love that they incorporated soundtracks from the games. 
I mean, just from all over the place. Not sure why they needed to have 80s rock music in that. That was a little weird. Yeah, that that was a little off-putting to me. It's like, I mean, what is this, ju- a jukebox musical? I mean, what are we doing here? Just like, I mean, do, granted, they were good... Ch- Granted, there were good choices for for uh, for eighty songs to good play songs. in a Mario movie, and I can maybe and, and I can maybe kind of get why they would go with the eighties uh, angle because let's face it, I mean, I mean, I mean, Mario was an intrinsically eighties thing initially. I mean, if you think I about mean, it, it, came out in the uh, late eighties. So if you, if you think about it, these would have been the the. Sorry. If you think about it, these would have been the songs that you probably had on in the background while you were playing Super Mario Brothers 1 through 3 back in the day, right? <laughs> Prob- probably. So I would imagine so. It, it, it kind of makes but, sense, but it did feel a little out of place. Good songs, don't get me wrong, just I was like, why wouldn't we have just yeah. used uh, another track from the games here? But I don't think it takes away from the movie. It was just a little bit odd. It felt like it was just like something that was like, I guess Illumination thought was obligatory. It's like, hey, you know, this is like a, a blockbuster kids movie, so we need to have popular songs in it that people know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, to be f- to be fair, even the Sonic movies were guilty of that. I mean, there's that one moment where Pantera's walk is heard for a little bit, and I'm just like, what? Really? Th- Are we doing that? I think we said the same thing at our Sonic the Hedgehog 2 review. It was like, it was weird that the movie felt like it yeah. needed to have popular, like, recognizable songs in it. Like, I think I think that's what, what made me think of that. It's like, it's almost like it's a checklist for, for kids' movies. Like, yep, better have songs that they have probably heard. And, you know, despite the fact that they're 80s music, I mean, these are songs that everybody's heard, right? <laughs> Even kids. Yeah, it's like uh, Take On Me from AHA. I think uh, Thunderstruck by ACDC. Who, who hasn't heard an ACDC song? Even most kids have heard an ACDC s- song by the time they're like five. So, yeah. But, I mean, the best song in the movie is Jack Black's Peaches. I mean, let's face it. Oh, fucking A. I loved it. That was so hilarious. Just, just a, he's just doing a straight rock ballad, and it's just so ostentatious and so fucking grandiose. You, and he even puts, you know, that little ah inflection and kind of peaches and yeah. shit. You know, I mean, he he just goes all out with it, man. I mean, because he's Jack Black, of course he does. I mean, School of Rock for fuck's sake. Exactly. Uh, didn't they do a remake of School of Rock? Or was it a series remake or something? They something like that. I never really saw it, but uh, recently I think he got the original cast back together for a, a reunion and a uh, a little bit of a retrospective. So see, they should have done a, I think a reunion. It, that's somewhere sequel. on the internet. I, <laughs> that would be fun. That would be better than remaking it because. <laughs> I mean, seriously, School of Rock is a way better movie than people think it is. It, oh, it's, yeah. it's actually a fucking superlative movie. Yeah, it's a solid it fucking really movie. So, there, there, and there's, there, there's, yeah, there's a reason why people uh, remember that movie favorably. I agree. But, uh, yeah, no, the, the Super Mario Brothers movie, I think, exceeded a lot of expectations. I mean, early on, 
some of the critic reviews were less than favorable. And I think that's just them kind of trying to judge it in the, from a different perspective. Whereas, you know, like most audiences just kind of took all the little references and the nostalgic factor and really just had a blast it, that's, with it. That's who it was. It was for those two types of people. It was for the kids and it was for the adults that played this, these games and grew up with them. So my, 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 and, and it really, uh, it, it really succeeds in that way, especially not unlike the Sonic movie did. Yeah, exactly. I think, I think it's definitely for, you know, like you said, kids and for the fans of the games. Uh, and so maybe if you're not in one of those two crowds of people, I don't know, maybe for you, this will just kind of be more of your standard kids movie. But I, I think what gets discounted from a lot of, you know, like professional reviews is just the fun factor of something, you know, like turn your brain off for a second exactly. and don't try to analyze it so much. Um, and like, well, it's like if you, if you had a blast with it, if you had your, a smile on your face, if the movie left you feeling like you enjoyed your time with it, I think it did a good job. And there's something to be said for that. And I don't know, like I, I kind of like disagree with the critical consensus in a lot of ways, even saying that, because I mean, I, I definitely do think this was pretty well done. Uh, obviously not perfect. It's not, you know, I don't, I don't think Scorsese would consider this, uh, any more cinema than he would the MCU, but uh, I think a little bit more like <laughs> attention and care was put into this than some of the more recent MCU movies, arguably. Oh, definitely. Like uh, definitely uh, almost as much reverence for its source material. Yeah. You know, which if you know anything about the MCU is very reverential to that, at least, at least uh, in the first few phases. Yeah. And then I say that as someone who enjoy, has enjoyed everything the MCU's put out so far, including phase four and phase five. But, you know, obviously I feel like like Nintendo and Illumination were trying even a little bit harder. You know, this is kind of more uh, along what we got back around like Infinity War Endgame in terms of, you know, just well, quality. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's really because Nintendo kind of had something to prove here, you know? I mean, especially with the way that the original live action uh, 1993 movie came out. I mean, they really had to kind of nail it here, at, at least at least on a fundamental level. And they, they did so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I mean, not only is it a blast, but I mean, I feel like the story is, is pretty good. I felt invested in what was going on and the characters, if it was a little rushed. Um, and then... And, and, you know, I think it kind of hit everything that a Mario movie really needed to hit. I mean, hell, they even got, like, references to, like, Super Mario Galaxy and Super Mario Odyssey. So, you know, just stretching across everything. Yeah, definitely. And leaving more Which, for the sequel. Honestly, I think... Yeah. With, speaking of the sequels, I, in, instead of giving final thoughts here, let's go ahead and just kind of talk about what we want to what kind of references we want to see in the next movie like given all the different references that we talked about uh, earlier like what would you like to see in the next super mario brothers movie hmm um because i mean in terms of this movie we hit uh uh i mentioned it earlier like luigi's mansion mario kart there's a whole mario kart sequence 
Um, there, there's, there's a lot yeah, of Kong there's donkey, stuff. There's a Donkey Kong sequence. There's, there's a Donkey, Donkey Kong, Kong sequence as well. There's references to Super Mario yep. Brothers 1 through 3, to Super Mario 64, uh, to Galaxy and Odyssey, like I mentioned earlier. Um, I, I didn't really catch much uh, sunshine love here, if any. So I, I, I think a little bit yeah. of uh, uh, allusion to uh, Super Mario Sunshine would be cool. That's a fun game. Um which is kind of weird given the uh, world building that did go into this. I mean, we even have a little reference to Yoshi's Island for a second. I mean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. With the baby Mario and the baby Luigi. Uh-huh. So they, they, they kind of really hit a lot yeah. of notes here, but they left room for um, maybe other uh, uh, parts of the franchise that haven't been explored yet. I mean, I think that we'll probably see another sport come in. I mean, because we got a lot of like the kart racing this time. So kind of seeing them delve into some of the other Mario sports games would be cool. Mario tennis, <laughs> yeah, Mario, like golf. Mario tennis, Mario golf, Mario baseball, Mario basketball, no. Mario no. soccer. <laughs> no, 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 no. They need to make a Mario party reference. There needs to be a Mario party reference. You're right. I, I I literally just thought of that as you were saying it too, like the the Mario Party needs to come in, <laughs> and also maybe a little reference to Smash somewhere along the line. Yeah, and, and if they're gonna focus more on Luigi, we could get a little bit more Luigi's Mansion, right? Especially if they're gonna bring in the booze and stuff, right? Like you were saying. Yeah. Honestly, here's what I think would be totally gangster if they did this. If they had uh-huh. some references to the Super Mario RPG. Yes. And like the, or the Mario and Luigi games or even the Paper Mario games, any Mario RPG stuff yeah. would be amazing. Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be interesting if we got like uh, some Paper Mario in the next movie? That'd be really interesting how they incorporate that. Yeah. Yeah, it would be. I, I, I would, I would like to see how they would bring that in. Uh, Let's see, there was a Mario and Luigi and Paper Mario crossover where, like, Paper Mario was, like, a separate character from another dimension. So, uh, hmm. but they could also just easily have them just go somewhere where they all turn into paper or something uh, for a little bit, and that would be the enough of a reference. <laughs> but go even deeper. Give us a Mario is missing reference. <laughs> they won't. Nintendo wants you to forget that that exists. <laughs> Or what? What was the what was the three DO Mario? Uh, I don't know. I know uh, Mario's missing was the CDI Mario. No, that was Hotel Mario. Yeah, no, no CDI. Yeah, the, the the CDI Mario. What's what's the other CDI Hotel Mario? Mario. Hotel yeah. Mario. Yeah, 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 yeah. To go real gangster. Have have that referenced in the next one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Did they do a Dr. Mario reference? Because I didn't see that, and I would have expected to get one. No, they d- no, they didn't, and that would be so awesome if we got something like that. Dr. And, and Mario. And a reference to the Holy fact shit. that he's not a real physician. Like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Where the fuck did you become a doctor? 
I mean, they could go in so many different places with this. Um, I would love to see what how Nintendo might tackle other properties in this fashion, you know, and kind of set up a uh, Nintendo cinematic universe with the Super Smash Brothers movies being the equivalent of the Avengers. I mean, shit, we got Sonic and we got Detective <laughs> Pikachu, so they're they're kind of already doing it. Add like a Zelda, like Studio Ghibli style anime into the mix. Uh, and do a fucking proper do a fucking proper Metroid yes. movie or series. Yeah, something yeah. like that. And you could start, you know, bringing in the fucking like other Nintendo properties and have them all come together for Super Smash Brothers. It would be fucking amazing. Dude, a Star Fox movie. Holy fuck, the things that they could do with a Star yeah, Fox movie. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I'm actually really excited to see, you know, where uh, Nintendo goes with this. You know, now that they've really kind of tested the waters here. Um, I mean, this was... I said that this was the first Nintendo movie since Super Mario Brothers. I think that's true. Because technically, Pokemon, Detective Pikachu is... Um, the, that's, that's Pokemon team, right? That's Game Freak with Nintendo. So it's a little bit different. Yeah. So this was yeah. the first like Nintendo, like first party, uh, like feature length theatrical release uh, that is that I can even that I could think of at the moment since the original movie. Exactly. So, you know, really the sky's the limit from here. I love that they're trying new things. I mean, they even kind of tapped into the mobile market, which is good. Um hopefully that uh, inspires them to be uh, a little bit more liberal with their properties and with some of their practices and not be so anti-consumer because, I mean, Nintendo can do good sometimes, and this movie is an example of that. This is for the fans. Yeah, but there is something that we do need to say. Nintendo owns Google. <laughs> Never forget that. <laughs> Never forget. I don't know. I think that, that they've been on a good track lately. Um, I love what they're doing with the Switch. Uh, and uh, hell, even their online services. I know some people were complaining about it, but the fact that they even want to preserve their old games and keep them on is good. You know, like... yeah. I'll Honestly, I do need to get myself a Switch because I now have an Xbox One and a PS4, so I might as well go ahead and get that uh, next, especially especially as cheap as you can find them in pawn shops nowadays. Yeah, I and mean, it's like a $60 annual subscription, and you have legal emulation, so, you know, not, not, not a bad deal. Fucking A. Really, at the end of the day. Um I yeah. like what they're doing with, with that. And then I really would love to see Nintendo uh, just do more in the world of cinema. I think that's important. Uh, I, I, I want my Studio Ghibli Zelda anime now. <laughs> Studio Ghibli Zelda would be fucking amazing. Seriously. Like, like I, I was saying for a while, like a live action series would be cool, but no, an anime series. That's what we need. It just don't give it to Funimation. They'll just turn it into some weird isekai. So, <laughs> but like Metroid would would be live action. I'm more than likely. I mean, or they could do like a 3D animated. That could work. I could see it as a really deeply CGI movie, 
Like, you, I, I think that it would really work better. That I mean, way. you don't really get a whole lot of shots of Samus as a person in most of the games. Uh, other That's M true. excluded, but other M doesn't count. Nope. <laughs> I've never even played Mother M, and I know that Other M doesn't count. So <laughs> I defended it years ago, but I, I replayed it, you know, for the podcast um, within the last couple years. And no, the game is hot garbage. I'm sorry. Oof. Oof. Damn yeah. It. But yeah, I love everything that they that they did with this movie. I'd love to see more power ups. I mean, because we got like the Tanuki Mario, we got the fucking cat suit from uh, Super Mario 3D World. Um, we got uh, the the fire flower and the ice flower and the mushroom, the mini mushroom even. So and of, I mean, and of course we got we got the blue shell as well. We did get a blue shell. That was interesting. <laughs> we got the fucking blue shell, and that was so fucking cool, man. And even the bananas with the whole, like, carts being from the Kong Kingdom thing, you know? Yeah, that, that makes total sense. Yeah, that's that other thing, is that the Kongs are the ones who make all the Mario carts. So, yeah. Now the bananas being a part of Mario Kart makes a lot more sense, huh? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, to me, that's canonical from now on. The, the Kongs are the ones who created the carts for Mario Kart. <laughs> but see, you know what I was saying a few years ago is we need to get like a Death Race style like Mario Kart movie just like dedicated or, to that. <laughs> or go even more ham-fisted with it and uh, do a cannonball run Mario Kart movie. <laughs> all comedic in style, all comedic style and stuff like that. Hell yeah. All right, Bo. Well, uh, anything else to add about the Super Mario Brothers movie 2023? I'm glad that this is the first actual video game movie to make billions of dollars uh, worldwide. That That's a, a good portent of things to come. And I'm looking forward to the NCU, the Nintendo Cinematic Universe. They, they really could establish that given that they pretty much already done so with the Smash games. So, yeah, br bring us that. I mean, honestly, th this is like Nintendo's ultimate uh, means of fulfilling fan service. So it's like, yeah, just give the fans what they want. And for the most part, this is what they wanted. I mean, the, given the way that the, uh, the aggregate review score on Rotten Tomatoes was so different between the critics and the audience receptions. I mean, yeah, no, you just got to cater to the fans, give them what they want, and they'll keep coming back. So, yeah, just, I mean, I would like to see a lot more references to uh, other Mario lore in the next movie if they make one. They have to make one, I think. But, yeah, other than pacing issues and maybe some lack of certain character arcs, this is an enjoyable movie. I had fun watching it. So it, it, it's, it's a good, fun, positive experience. And if you're just one of those few people who have never, ever, ever actually, you know, been introduced to the world of Mario, this is a good way to kind of get a quick introduction, you know? So, yeah. Hell yeah, I agree. It's it's a great movie. Um, if you've got kids or if you're a fan of uh, the original games or any of the games, uh, 
go check it out with uh, with your family, with uh, your friends. It's a lot of fun. It's an absolute blast. Uh, it should be in the theaters for maybe just a little bit longer. Uh, at this point, though, you could also just wait for it to come out digitally because um, obviously, I mean, it, it, it's going to inevitably be streaming somewhere. And uh, yeah, I think this would be a good fun, a good fun film to even add to your collection. Oh yeah, I can't wait for this to come out on uh, DVD or Blu-ray, Blu-ray or whatever. I'll I'll go ahead and pick up a copy. Hell yeah. Um. Well, Bo, what is going on with Collateral Cinema? I mean, I I believe we have our season finale to go, and that's it, right? this season exactly that'll be it for season six uh, we're going to talk about corvette summer we are going to be joined by the spy hearts finally i mean it was like it's like pulling teeth trying to get this episode out it's, speaking of another cursed episode yeah but yeah man i'm, I'm looking forward to that the the spy hearts uh they, they joined us on our uh, star wars prequel trilogy episodes and they really bring it you know they, they're a uh, they're a fine podcast and you should definitely check them out. So yeah, look for that. And uh, yeah, there's also going to be maybe some director's cut commentary, not really commentary, maybe some director's cut content coming soon. Um, I believe uh, Robert and I might finally get our slashers in the big city episode together with uh, Jason takes Manhattan and uh, leprechaun three in Vegas. So look for that coming very soon. I believe we should be doing some more Patreon commentaries uh, after uh, after the season is over, and in the meantime, so look for our uh, look for our commentary on Morbius coming very soon. And uh, if you have any suggestions for a director's cut commentary of something you know, kind of low budget or you know, public domain or whatever that we can uh, do a commentary on, by all means, uh, hit us up on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook and uh, let us know. Hell yeah. Yeah. No, uh, I think the next time we get together, we definitely need to record that Morbius commentary and get that out. Get Fuck morbed yeah. with the world. Get morbed. Oh boy. Here I go. Morbid again. <laughs> Um, on the collateral gaming side, uh, this m- last month we were supposed to do uh, Plumbers Don't Wear Ties and uh, E.T. I'm still kind of trying to decide if, if, we're, if we're even going to be able to get that out before the season finale. I mean, worst case scenario, that'll, those will just be our bad games next season. But um, if we can at least get one or not both of those out at some point, that would be good. Wait, we'll see. Wait, wait, wait. Um, hold on. Hold on. You told me that we went through plumbers don't wear ties and we're not even going to fucking record the episode? It depends on how quickly we can get this shit together, Bo, because uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor just came out, uh, and I wanted to get that out this week. Um, We've still got one more week till uh, Tears of the Kingdom comes out, so... I think, yeah, next week we'll have Survivor out. The week after Tears from uh, Tears of the Kingdom comes out, we'll have our spoiler-free review on that. And then um, anytime from a couple weeks to uh, however long we need, we'll have part two out of our season finale uh, on Tears of the Kingdom where we'll go into, like, the full spoiler territory. So... 
Um, that's what's kind of slated to move forward. Uh, a little bit tentative, like I mentioned. It just kind of depends on how quickly we can get everything together. Um, we we did suffer through plumbers don't wear ties together. So um, yeah. I was about to say, Ash, you really made me sit through that, and we're not even going to get the episode out this season. God damn it. <laughs> I don't know, Bo. It depends on uh, if uh, you and I can get together and get that recorded. If it, I mean, I'm not opposed to getting both that and Survivor out next week. Um, but then we're, we're getting into the season finale, and I'm really, really excited about the new Zelda so it's, yeah. it's going to be awesome. Also, Jedi Survivor is really, really good. Um, I don't anticipate I'll finish the game before we do our review, but uh, I'll definitely come half. I'll definitely come back to it, <laughs> if not. Yeah, definitely. And uh, Dan Rockwood should be joining us uh, from Victims and Villains on our Zelda episode, and possibly on the uh, Jedi Survivor episode as well. Excellent. But yeah, go check out our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Collateral Cinema and Collateral Gaming are on all the major podcast platforms. You can check those out in the show notes. And we are on social media as well. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. As Bo mentioned, we do have a Patreon. We'll be getting more... Uh, full-length movie commentaries and Let's Play video game commentaries out as we are able to. And uh, don't think that just because Bo and I are in uh, different cities now, Bo, Bo and Robert and me are, are, are separated, that uh, that's going to have any impact on our ability to be a collateral media family and produce content for you because... We are going strong, and we will absolutely. Be going I'm I'm very satisfied with uh, this past season of Collateral Cinema, and I had a lot of fun uh, joining you on Collateral Gaming uh, on the roster. So, yeah, look 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 forward for more from Collateral Cinema and Collateral Gaming very soon. Uh, we'll probably have our next season uh, planned out and programmed here very soon. So yeah, just keep it in a. Uh, Keep an ear out and an eye out for it. And uh, yeah, we'll be back very soon. Hell yeah. Alrighty. Well, with that being said, it's me, Ashley. Mamma mia, it's a me, a ball. <laughs> and this has been Collateral Cinema with Collateral Gaming. We are out. That's right, Paisanos. <laughs> Stay in school, kids. <laughs> Or, and don't do drugs or you'll go to hell. <laughs> Laters. Cinema is a collateral media podcast. 
All music and movie clips are owned by the respective creators and are used for educational purposes only. Please don't sue us. We're poor.